Chapter Fifty One of Kitty Alone by Sabine Baring Gould. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Marianne. Chapter Fifty One, The Passon's Prescription. Not a word on that evening would the old rector allow himself to speak to Kitty relative to the fire, nor would he suffer her to speak about it. He saw that she was in a condition of nervous excitability and that she must be tranquillized but indeed she made hardly an attempt to speak about the rick and how it was set on fire and directly the rector put up his hand to indicate that the topic was taboo she submitted with a sense of relief mr fielding had a kind motherly housekeeper with tact and at a word from him she understood how that kate was to be treated the rector was indeed alarmed lest the fright and mental excitement he found the girl laboring under might throw her into fever he knew that she was not strong in constitution, and that she was endowed with high-strung and sensitive nerves. Walter Bramber, having heard of the fire, and of the threatened arrest of Kate, of her having been taken to the rectory, hastened to the parsonage, in the hope of seeing her. But this Mr. Fielding would not allow. The young man was greatly agitated, grievously distressed. He entreated to be permitted an interview, but the rector was peremptory in refusing it. Remember, all is off between you, at all events for a time. That she likes you, and has not ceased to like you, I am convinced. In her present trouble the sight of you would but increase her distress. There is something behind all this, something of mystery, which I do not fathom. Kitty cannot justify herself. Not that she is guilty, that neither you nor I credit. But there is something that ties her tongue— she is, perhaps, afraid of compromising another, and who that is I do not know. I believe, said Walter, impetuously, that this is a wicked conspiracy against Kitty. Mr. Pepperell, to clear himself of the suspicion that he caused the burning down of his stores, painfully labored to spread the report that Kitty had done it, and done it out of revenge because he refused to allow of my suit. And now he has contrived, by some means or other, to get his rick fired, which is not insured, in such a manner as to make it appear that Kitty, and Kitty alone, could have done it. It is a vile plot to ruin her, and she is innocent as a lamb. That she is innocent, I am assured, said the rector. How this last fire has come about I cannot even venture to guess. The material for forming an opinion is not to hand. Till Kitty speaks we probably shall not know, and I do not know what will induce her to speak. Of one thing be confident, Walter. Whatever Kitty believes is right, that she will do. I would not urge her to speak, because her sense of duty, her conscience, tells her to be silent. I have that perfect, unshaken trust in her, that I simply leave matters alone, and all I seek is to relieve her of unnecessary trial. I am a poor man, said Bramber, but I will give every penny I have. I will sell my books, I, and my violin, to secure the best counsel for her defense, if it comes to that. You need not trouble yourself on that score, said Mr. Fielding, with a smile. Kitty has other friends besides you. There is her aunt, who loves her, and there is her pastor, who watches over her with much care. Bramber moved in restless unhappiness. The rector saw how wretched the young man was, and he said gently, "'Bramber, 
do you not see that the case is taken almost completely out of our hands i suppose it is to some extent almost entirely i will not urge kitty to say what she thinks should be withheld there is but one thing you and i can do and that is what i shall advise kitty before she goes to bed that which will be better than any sleeping draught that which alone will strengthen her to bear what is to come that will cool the fevered heart and calm the working brain what is that i have tried my violin music will not ease my mind no it is something else a prescription i had long ago from a great physician one i have often tried and never found to fail what is that cast all your cares upon god for he careth for you walter clasped the old rector's hand he could not speak something rose in his throat he turned away and found that the prescription availed before kitty went to bed that night the rector sought her she had been standing for an hour at a window looking in the direction of the cellars in the few hours that had passed she had become whiter more sunken under the eyes more tremulous in her limbs and mouth it was with her as the rector surmised her mind was torn with doubt as to what course she should pursue if she were to save herself it must be at the cost of others mr fielding is it possible to prevent my being brought before the magistrates that is can i see my uncle in private here and induce him to withdraw what he has said i do not think it is possible i could tell him something which would make him most anxious to hush the matter up nevertheless he cannot withdraw he has made a charge against you it has gone beyond the stage at which a recall is possible remember kitty this is not a mere prosecution for an injury done it is a criminal charge and your uncle dare not now hold back without making himself guilty of compounding a felony i am nothing of a lawyer but i fancy such is the law even if your uncle did not take the matter up mr pook would be bound to do so you must make up your mind to that then something dreadful will happen kitty said the rector you will have to take my prescription not mine but one given by the greatest of physicians unless you do that you will have no rest for mind or body no sleep and you will be worn out before the trial what is that he told her the matter you see is taken out of your hands you can do nothing by torturing your brain with thoughts how to avoid this how to modify that it is so then cast all your cares upon god for he careth for you now go to sleep and be fresh to-morrow the rector left his house and visited the cellars the rick was resolved into a huge glowing ember from which fell avalanches of fiery powder above the mass flickered ghost-like blue flames not in touch with the incandescent heat below at the door of the house the rector encountered pasco pepperell there see how i am served by the public exclaimed pasco when a misfortune happens there are always some wanton rascals to do mischief above and beyond what is the main loss what has happened to you now mr pepperell asked the rector some idle vagabonds have been at my boat again answered pasco it was so when my stores were burnt 
not the same night but soon after out of sheer wickedness they cut my old boat adrift and i lost her she was carried out by the tide and never have i heard of her from that day to this well and now and now they've gone and done the same or worse before it was my old boat and now it's the new one cut the rope and away she's gone it's wickedness oh my you should preach and pray against it there be such a lot of it in the world and cost me six guineas did that boat i am very sorry to hear of this additional loss said the rector i suppose the next thing they will say is i cut my own boat away and let her go out to sea because i had insured her but you may tell everyone passon that i hadn't insured my boat no more than i had my rick a straw oh dear the wickedness there is in the world i wish to see your wife for a moment Zira's inside in a fine take on she's gone on about like a weathercock lately and can't make enough of kitty and now that kitty as pruda had done all these horrible crimes she's in a bad way i can assure you the rector entered the house and found the poor woman her former hardness had given way under the troubles she had undergone her pride had been broken down beneath the burden of the knowledge that her husband had been guilty of setting fire to his stores for the sake of the insurance money and of the gnawing suspicion that her brother had died in the flames that he had been remorselessly sacrificed by pasco to conceal his own guilt and now that this new conflagration had occurred and that kitty was apparently implicated in it she was nigh on despair mrs pepperell said the rector i have come to you after having dismissed kitty to rest rest echoed zira can she sleep that is more than i can yes so also will you when you have taken the same prescription i want no medicine you will take this you can do nothing for your niece can you nothing but fret said mrs pepperell that will not help her you believe her to be innocent asked the rector i am sure of it nothing you can say or do will prove it nothing but if i'm called to bear witness and i must speak the truth then what i say may go against her that troubles me terrible i'm mazed with the thought of it you see i looked and there was a canelin in the lantern when she took it and i saw that there was none at all when she brought back the lantern i don't mean to say it as it may go against her but i can't go against my oath and against the truth of course not speak out what is true and i can't have no rest thinkin and thinkin and frettin about it all no mrs pepperell but you will rest and sleep peacefully after you have taken my prescription a sovereign one as many a vexed soul have found the only possible in many a case cast all your care upon god for he careth for you end of chapter fifty one